0: Test, test. Test one, test, one two. Test, that time we were recording on though and... Peaks. <laughs> it's every. Yes, every time. It's yeah. Peaks. Fuck. Alrighty. are peaks. There they Ba-da-da. are. Where? Oh, big, big time. Big time. Aggressive. Big old
1: peaks. Peaks. peaks.
0: Good. Big These peaks are good. Big old... up. They don't quit so Thomas it's like this every every fucking time this is what they do (laughs) they think they're really funny they like really love it he he, he, he loves it too
2: I think if we stopped doing it he'd be like what's wrong with them
3: and hey, you he... know what? You, you throw enough of them at the wall, something's going to stick. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. my mentality, yeah. Thomas. So <laughs>
2: Buckle no, first, in for the first, next one. By the way, I
4: just, uh, I just sat down. Uh, have we recorded yet? <laughs> <laughs> JK, JK. All lol. right.
0: <laughs> All right. Let me just
4: open All up right, this bag of chips
0: real quick. Uh, we are back with a bonus episode of Sorry, Honey, I Have to Take This. If you are listening to these After Dark specials, you probably know the drill by now and we're way too lazy to separate your expectations, change things up, so grab a drink as we chat about what just happened with the original author of Operation Ferraliminal Resonance, Thomas DiPaolo. Thomas, thanks for coming on. Do you want to introduce yourself?
3: Sure, Uh, thank you guys for having me. I am Thomas Stepollo, also known as Burning Heron on Discord and Reddit. I ran Delta Green for a couple of years through the Night at the Opera subreddit and Discord. I have mm. not run Delta Green actually in a couple of years, though I still participate in one shots once in a while on different servers. So this was actually the first scenario I ever put down. So I was extremely Whoa, flattered. Really? Yeah. Uh, and I feel like okay. in my original draft, that shows, so I am very flattered that you took the time to update this scenario, kind of flesh out the investigative pathways, and then to later reach out to me and say you wanted to run it for the podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. I, I got to say, I must have scanned uh, dozens of scenarios before I landed on this, and I think it was called uh, The Old Buck Lives Again um, in its original form, if I recall. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, this one like caught my attention like full on and I think it's because I just love the idea of this group of different horrible creatures that have you know each seized upon a novel way to extend their lives they each have different motivations different agendas maybe some beyond you know even the resurrection of the old buck and so I, I could just see like every single scene was gonna have this Unknown potential for me as a handler, and I love that. I love like just setting the stage and being like, okay, the players are really gonna drive the direction of where this goes because there's just all this stuff going on behind the scenes so i think that's what really got me kind of obsessed with this one and and and, you know as you said you know fleshing out the pathways a bit i I created some handouts i think i shared after i first did it to 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 kind of bring that old style cthulhu call of cthulhu investigative aspect to it but yeah i i've loved how this one has played out um i've run it a couple times now and yeah it's it is never a dull moment no 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 (laughs) I've actually had the joy of playing it twice.
2: Uh, oh, really? So, yeah. <laughs> I had to oh, pretend, wanna... like, for the recording that I'd never played it before. and uh, But the first time we and played boy, it... Boy, it... did you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I could not tell that you were coming into it
3: uh, a little warm to it. It sounded like all of you guys were completely at least
0: coming into a cold. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just say it. Say it, you know, it sounded like that they didn't know what they were doing and, and that <laughs>
2: That know, is a given about. with me 100% of the time.
4: Well, <laughs> doesn't it doesn't even matter if you read it beforehand, like right before, right? He's still gonna <laughs> make, make one the same one choices. The other.
3: Okay, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I was kind of curious what you guys thought that ultimately just ends up being a coven of witches, even if they have this weird technological aspect to them, because it's a very... I feel like atypical for Delta Green that it's it's just witches. It's just magic.
5: I was hoping it'd be a tooth fairy cult, and I was very disappointed <laughs> that it wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, but, technically it is. I, wonder, I guess it
2: kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> But I I love that. And then I mean, as far as Delta Green's concerned, it's all hypergeometry, so it doesn't matter in the end whether it's witches uh, or air quotes witches dark evil mysteries going on and they've got to smash it with a hammer yeah because that's an original
3: lovecraft thing too going back to the dreams in the witch house is that Mm -hmm. actually witchcraft is just super higher dimensional geometry so it still counts as sci-fi fuck you
2: yeah
3: Yeah, this is still cyberpunk (laughs) that's
2: right i didn't even think of it as a cyberpunk story but yeah it kind of is so what was your what was your um, inspiration for for producing that story this is heavily
3: heavily inspired by the works of uh a horror writer named matthew m bartlett uh, and specifically his short story collection a gateways to abomination and to a lesser degree a chapbook by him called the witch cult in western massachusetts it's a lot of set pieces and character names taken from that book. I had read it a couple of years ago, I think probably in 2016 when I originally ran the scenario, because I was looking for something. No, 2017, excuse me. I was looking for something I could run at Night of the Opera for Halloween, which is why it's set a couple of mm, days nice. before Halloween and it has that, yeah, countdown uh, <laughs> that ends on, like, in the early hours between October 31st and November 1st. And I just thought there was the book is so surreal and so violent and just throwing everything at you. It's almost a little hostile to the reader. I was like, that's the experience <laughs> I want to like throw players into.
2: Yeah, it 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 was a good one. <laughs> it's I mean, did you feel the hostility? Aaron? I did. I truly did. <laughs> it was
5: lovely. I do want to ask: was there was there a moment when you were listening where you're just like, you know, as we stumbled and. And poorly executed uh all of our roles through this through this commission uh was there a moment that you're just like what is wrong with you guys it's so obvious how can you possibly be missing this thing uh, did I, that ha- happened how no, terrible actually. were we that's what i want I'm, I'm, I'm feet, like just, just really shit on us right now is What I'm going for. oh okay <laughs> you're looking for me to just like <laughs> really john, just john, john
0: needs that john he's <laughs> hungry <laughs> he's, shame him he's him, hungry he for it. shit
2: just on my Cheat him, daddy.
0: I can't believe one of you, not one
3: of you idiots, except for Amber and Kane, had Sigint, the most useful skill in the game, comes up every single time. Every time. Higher shoot, than like 20 points.
5: I- <laughs> oh, that feels good.
3: So easy. Like, so true but actually if you keep going thomas he's almost done if you can get mallory's equipment to work you can like beeline straight from the hotel to the dentist's office bust him out of there get yourselves all killed by a ghoul Mm -hmm. (laughs) just really tpk yourselves in like two hours flat
2: (laughs) i
0: love that so how many tpks have,
3: have you run with this one uh, so I've actually only run it once, and I have never... It wasn't a TPK. Exactly one person survived.
4: That's a success.
3: It was kind of a, <laughs> an yeah, odd a delta green success. It, it was an odd little almost TPK, though, because one person had, on their drive over, had acquired plastic explosives somehow. Oh, I don't remember no. exactly how we <laughs> negotiated that set of rolls. So the way it okay. worked was... They, the summoning uh, and the resurrection of Stockton actually went off. So, mm. one person took a temp insanity and fled into the woods, and that's the person who survived. The person oh, nice. with the plastic explosives just set it off right there and vaporized Beautiful. the entire coven and themselves and their <laughs> fellow <laughs> agents.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Awesome! Well, I love when a temporary insanity, uh, you know, actually does something kind of cool yeah the time with ryan killing that alien and and then like like the one you just described where the player ran off and that's what ended up saving their life that's just chef kiss oh yeah it was perfect and it was kind of fun because
3: when i was part of night at the opera there was a kind of a tradition of like It wasn't required, but there was a tradition of incorporating little lore details from other people's scenarios. So there was, yeah, there was a little bit of fallout in other people's scenarios and a couple scenarios I worked on from that operation. And there was like one time I got to include that that agent as an NPC in like the aftermath for somebody's stay on the case scene.
1: Thomas, I have a question for you. If one of us, hypothetically, let's say Ryan shot Dr. Perlisle immediately and killed him how do you see that impacting the rest of the scenario
3: so we're assuming that you're you're going for that adapted to violence you're just walking up to him no <laughs> words of an exchange and shoot him in the face yes and you have no
1: idea how after it i have been for that adapted
2: you <laughs> he, he can't get it he's trying i can't it's it's
1: elusive
3: And, um, it's my white whale. I'll say it.
2: (laughs) He
1: is a
3: habit. I believe in you. I think you can get there. Uh, that's an interesting question. Because Perlisle, he's kind of a hostage of the coven. So yeah, that makes sense. It's interesting because like Ginny obviously hates him and thinks he's a traitor. And so you would ingratiate yourselves to her a little bit, but also she's a diehard. So I'm not really sure how that would play out. Just is off, is Jenny the receptionist? Jenny is the receptionist. Yes. Yeah, that's right. You've
2: done this awesome. twice, Eric. I know, but like <laughs> I barely learned her name the f- the second so, time around.
0: So here's here's why this scenario is another reason I like this scenario. Since Eric did play it twice, but but he really kept. Going into these scenarios in novel ways, where he completely couldn't have used any of that prior experience to help him, and that's what, in my opinion, makes this scenario so fun. So yeah, even though Eric had played it before, like he was like, I, I did, don't remember any of that. And I was like, That's because you you never experienced that part. That's because you never went in this this direction with it. So it it ended up being great, and and I I think Eric novel, a novel experience for you the second time. Oh,
2: very. And let me ask you this, what would happen, what would really happen if somebody took that book up the stairs in depth? Uh, basically what did happen,
3: yeah. So, (laughs) Anne's thing is that I don't think you guys discovered this in your investigations, but something I put into the background was, like, Anne was drowned in the river by this angry mob, which is why, like, she's associated with water and death. And she would have just stayed dead if that's all that happened, but then they tried to burn down her house, and she loved her books so much, that's what pulled her back from the grave. Mm. So, yeah, if you... It's not that book specifically. If you
5: fuck with any of her books and try to take them out of that room, then she tries to murder you. Also, that sequence was one of my... In the basement, once the water starts coming in, I think that whole sequence is one of my favorite moments from the... was it for the podcast one of the top moments just playing it was yeah super fun he was
1: really excited to get to swim
5: there was so
4: much lead-up to swimming (laughs) so much
5: when I tell you guys my swim roll please
3: (laughs) when I tell you guys every time you joked hey Chris can we roll swim for this
0: (laughs) I was rocking in my chair I'll tell you right now, Thomas. Uh, I cut out about ninety nine percent of those swim jokes. Yeah, so <laughs> we can, yeah. lay our jokes on really thick, so he has to use something. <laughs>
2: like we, we pepper in every other sentence with a joke that we think is really good. They,
0: they make sure it, yeah. it does end up in a in a narrative. It's censorship, pen, Thomas. So I can't cut They're it talking out. about <laughs> censorship, and it's fucking bullshit.
4: Chris, I, uh, what what have you? What did you have to cut out more? Uh, the stone slab steps or the (laughs) swimming jumps?
0: (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) I definitely... forgot. that's a tough one. I forgot about the stone slab steps. I (laughs) forgot about the stone slab steps. The seven stone slab steps. (laughs) Fuck you guys. (laughs) Oh my God. Fuck you guys so hard. Um, Yeah, no, neck and neck. Neck and neck. That's a tough one. I'll have to think about that. Awesome. So Thomas...
1: Who is um who would you say or would you say that you have a, a favorite agent in this scenario? And um
3: why is it Agent Ryan? <laughs> is this am I allowed to uh, I feel like I feel like I'm gonna get shit from,
2: <laughs> hey, let it from rip. John Earl. Well,
3: okay. No, I it's think it's gonna it, happen no matter what, man. I am a big fan of fucked up, like, encroaching body horror, so oh, genuinely, okay. I just love how each new season starts with, here's the new horrible thing that's going on with Ryan's body, and he's just gonna <laughs> dump money on the problem
5: until he can go to work again. To be fair, I think I can speak for all of us when I say I think that's actually most of our favorite part. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I love how Absolutely. It's yeah. As
2: I've said before, his body is a Pokemon arena for aliens. <laughs> genuinely you know what's kind of hilarious about this is and I'm not joking when I say
1: this, that is my least favorite part. Oh really?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What? I I You play it so well. I, I well thanks, but I um, <laughs> I genuinely want this guy to live in is like <laughs> Keeps like thinking fucked up. So I'm like, God, he's damn. living just fine. He's, he's like, doing it. But I everything. think that, I think that that ends up being why it's probably so enjoyable to listen to. Is this like this struggle between what, what is and what I think that that's part of the thing though. Right. Is like, I don't want this to be happening to Ryan as much as Ryan doesn't want it to be happening to him. <laughs> yes. So that's probably why it ends up actually working out pretty well. I'm like, God fucking damn it. Well, can it's I ignore this? Is like, face exactly. <laughs> <All>
0: right, <man. laughs> that's funny. Yeah. No no role playing necessary. Well, that's that's good though. I, I like that. I didn't realize that you uh you had such a strong strong feeling about that. That makes it even even more interesting for me. More right? delicious yeah. means yeah. More delicious. Yeah. More delicious. He finishes yeah. every time. Good. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's perverse. I can't believe Ryan's still alive. I think I've said that before. Oh, yeah. and After it's Dark. still saying, oh, I I've said that for I sure. That's, it. it's
1: absolutely, it's hilarious. That's to me the funniest yeah. thing about
4: this. Is like
1: just bullshitting around and and you know surviving for no reason.
4: He's getting better. And, and you, he's getting better as a creature. Scared. It's literal. A, it's literal luck. <laughs> Well, we all know the, the the ship role. of
0: Theseus, right? That, yeah, that particular, exactly. yeah. you know. So He's the Ryan of Theseus
1: <laughs> is he Ryan anymore?
0: <laughs> That's what I'm
3: shooting for: for Ryan to be the one who hits zero sand and just like walks between uh, the dimensions.
1: Yes, <laughs> and oh then reemerges a kitty cat
2: triumphant. <laughs> man, oh man! I,
1: I would be really stoked about that, which is kind of is kind of funny, um, given how much. I don't know i just like i want ryan to i want him to be awesome and he's deteriorating
2: no he uh, is awesome but in in a completely
1: different way
5: than you thought correct i want him to be as how i want him to be awesome (laughs) (laughs) that's fair then you shouldn't play a game with
1: chris (laughs) very 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 true i'm learning i was bamboozled and lied to and here i am after so, dark.
2: Enough about Ryan. <laughs> uh, uh, Thomas, what, uh, what else you got? I, I'm. I'm, I'm uh, what? What else I, I have a you question. Aaron, I want to taste some more of these scenarios. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, like some of my other scenarios? Is that what, you're yeah, what, yeah. what you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have such a, a lame couple. question. <laughs>
3: I still have a couple that i think are posted on night at the opera community documents and in my google drive i think the other one i'm probably well known for to the extent that i'm known at all is when i submitted a couple of years ago to a night at the opera scenario contest called black mayonnaise which is I guess if you guys want to look into it and potentially run a few groups, I won't summarize it here, but it is about a mm. biohacker lab in New York City and mm-hmm. some of the messed up projects that come out of that, Love because that. I was reading a little bit I mean, about CRISPR and about oh, yeah. uh, the ah. Gowanus Canal and just this, uh, yeah, just about the Gowanus Canal cleanup site and things like that.
5: Awesome. This isn't some sort of, like, East Village hipster mayo shit. It's, no. It's a, okay.
4: So how much mayo is in this scenario? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> so
3: I, I feel like part of, again, to the extent that I have a brand, part of my brand is I have ridiculous scenario titles that actually have a little bit of meaning to them because Black Mayonnaise is, it's this... It's the name they used to refer to this slurry of heavy metals uh, on the bottom of the Gowanus Canal that they are actually trying to clean up at the Super Fun site. Mm. Also, going back to this one, that's there is actually a, an intent behind the Resonance as much as <laughs> it may just sound ridiculous. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas let's, talk to about, get to me. let's talk more about your brand. <laughs> Okay. Very very comfortable subject for a guy who doesn't have an itch or a Twitter or anything like that.
2: Eric
1: No, you you left the door open for the sarcastic. I did.
3: I, I used the word first. I can't complain. Marconi sounded like you had an actual actual question.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I was curious what, uh what's what, what which character that NPC, that you really like love? Um, and you like just would want to see more of in other scenarios. Oh, from this one?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Or any of them. Or every one of them. <laughs> what?
1: One I for each. Give insane. us four NPCs, Thomas. Okay.
4: <laughs> from oh anything. Just, wait, are you
1: asking for this
3: scenario or am I just like coming Let's up? Let's go with again? this scenario. Let's go with this scenario. <laughs> okay. Uh, I do really like Anne Gare. I think just the basement and the bookstore is a fun little trap
2: it really uh, mm-hmm. wow it's super cool <laughs> it was in one awesome. of the
3: in a follow-up scenario i worked on with max nelson and another discord user who i'm going to re- refer to as king's row because i don't know if they want me to use their real name in the aftermath of this scenario when i ran it the program came in and took over the bookstore and like staffed it with their own analysts because they realized this place is full of magic tomes we can't take them out but like we can just send people <laughs> mm-hmm. down there to read them and they'll be safe so that was kind of a fun little way to keep it involved that's pretty cool that's i love really that cool, yeah. <laughs> um second one i like taking notes <laughs> i never when i ran it nobody actually looked into janet pound and that side of things but i really liked how you guys really dug into that and explored it uh in your take on the scenario so I think that would be fun.
1: Did we have a bit around Janet
0: Pound? We uh, have- you you were trying to hook up Paris with yes. her. I yeah, think that we, was the bit. tried you know. to get okay. him to take her to Pound Town. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like if you put that last floor. name, yeah. Well, may have. Oh, uh, did it? <laughs> Thomas,
3: I apologize on behalf I, of our editor. I definitely, there was a lot about trying to set up parrots with Janet Pound. I don't remember any Pound Town jokes.
2: It, Chris you know, smartly cut it out. I guess <laughs> I didn't uh, say it enough.
5: Yeah, you made be a yeah, serious Chris podcast. With.
4: <laughs> yeah. You know
1: what that means, yeah, though? It's going to show up this. in this next scenario completely <laughs> <laughs> out of
0: left field, unrelated to anything.
4: Welcome to Pound Town, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think, uh, to, to move things along nicely from that particular topic, uh, I think, I think something we had talked about, um, Thomas was, was Abrick and Geist yes. showing up maybe in the future. I think you had mentioned to and, me that
3: he's one of your favorites out of them all. If not the favorite. Uh, okay.
0: Yeah, I think, I think I really like, but, but see, I just like Faustian bargains, so I'm a sucker <laughs> for that sort of thing. But, uh, I, I also think he's, he's just a pretty interesting, uh, interesting guy so maybe 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 that's somebody we'll we'll see again on this particular cast
3: i was gonna say i was very pleased to hear that he made it through yeah it would be mm-hmm. interesting to hear because he could basically show up
0: <laughs> anywhere now oh
3: <Uh-oh>. yep <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no i can't believe he survived i really thought they were gonna put a bullet right in his little dome but uh oh well, he's he's uh he's good well, to go if we've shown anything uh it's that
2: our characters are more than willing to make Faustian bargains to save their own asses. I, what,
0: other, what other Faustian bargains have oh, you guys... Oh, uh, with the uh, underhex. Oh, good point. We'll see how that one turns out, too. We sort of saw a little bit of that in this last scenario, when Agent Ryan uh, had a little reverie there with the, the blue fungus in, in the basement of Bookstore.
4: I really like that part.
0: With the candlestick. Wait, what?
4: That was a Clue reference. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. Oh, oh! A stupid joke. Okay, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Chris, I've got a question for you. Actually, uh-oh, on the topic because we had we're talking about you know different scenarios and everything and sort of what we would or not would not see in the future. Uh, at the beginning, you mentioned that you looked at many different scenarios before finding uh, this one that was written by Thomas. -hmm. What would you say was the worst one that you looked at? And do you remember who the author of that was? (laughs) Just shit on somebody, particularly?
4: What's their address? Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) Hey, guys, don't be mean. Thomas, when you ran this, did you make sure that the day of the week that you told your. Um, your players that was Halloween was
3: actually Halloween? I think so. I want to say I just used the date of Halloween in the year I was running it. So I think it was like a Saturday. That's really smart. So I just started it on that. Yeah, that Friday.
0: Right. Made a lot of sense. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. A good good
2: handler would do that. I'll, I'm gonna take that note. I'm gonna take that note. So, just
0: write that down right here. Okay. I doubt that made it in. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think actually, I missed that completely, or at least I screwed it up in a way where something got published to the web, and then it was too late, Michael. So, I think it made it in. So oh, that's amazing! Like Did my heckling make it in? I think Most I had of the to time. Leave your heckling in. make it in. God, I had to leave the heckling in in order to really jive home the point because I have to, you know, jump into Iron Maiden every once in a while. So that was my, my Iron Maiden yeah. moment. Just to yeah. get off. Well, I, I don't know about that.
4: It's but... not just to get off.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. There's, there's, it's a layered, multi-layered situation. Just to get off. Thomas,
2: uh, as far as the... The uh, timeline being on on uh, Halloween and it being a witch's coven, like, uh, what was the... Was it just to raise the old buck? Is that, like, the only day it would work on? Or, like, what was the importance of the actual day being Halloween for, for the coven? Because it's spooky. Because it's spooky. Yeah, yeah I spook-
3: think... The honest answer is that again, I wanted to run it for Halloween. It was more of an out of scenario reason, like oh, everything culminates on Halloween. That sounds bad.
2: Yeah, no, it certainly like kind of hit home when we realized when uh, Chris made it clear to us that how little time we had left till Halloween. Yeah. It was like we okay, were so some late. Shit's gonna in-
1: or at least i was i was like oh fuck (laughs) it's halloween i get it now yeah i I feel like it's a point
3: though where you can fill in it yourself you know because like it's the day the the veil between worlds goes thin i don't there's a lot of background to the scenario already that you guys didn't really touch on so i think that's a point where
5: you could just leave players to fill it in why it needs to be this day i like the sense of urgency it created certainly Suddenly it's yeah. like, well, we can't just spend all day, you know, investigating and re- or all In week. the library. It's just like, oh, no, we gotta get this shit done, like, yesterday. Yeah, that's good.
2: We wasted, like, a whole fucking day in the library before we realized, like, <laughs> oh, shit.
3: <laughs> but that was good. Like, I think yeah. you guys unearthed a lot about the coven and kind of contextualized some of the names. You at least went out of there with some leads, if only, like... Okay, we can talk to Janet Pound, the librarian, and get a little more
2: context for what's going on. Right. Well, if anything, uh, the podcast should show other players how not to uh, <laughs> investigate.
4: It's educational. <laughs> well, I, I gotta say, I gotta say, cast, uh, being a listener, this is the one that you guys did the best at, <laughs> at like following the leads and like catching, picking up like the clues. I feel like you guys were, were like really on fire on this one.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, I thought you guys did actually a really good job. It never seemed to me like you were in a position where you were just completely stuck with no idea where to go. I, I think you did say that once or twice. But again, that's what Janet Pound is there for. If you you can go over to her, get a hold of her, talk to her and either learn about the coven or get some of the specific sites out on the MM trail.
5: Uh, uh- I'll chalk that up to Chris's editing skills. <laughs> a lot of that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Mixed in with the ums and uhs getting cut out, there was a uh, lot of us trying to rehash. Like, okay, what have we? What have we learned? What have we got? What are we? What are we missing? Like, so yeah, a lot of that gets cut out. But yeah, he did make us sound really good <laughs> for this one. <laughs> Thank you, Chris
0: but y'all did y'all did do well we did we did with like, the end result was
2: good but there i feel like yep. we did uh, I, I don't as know if
0: the, the end result. result was good but y'all did well as far as like investigating <laughs> Fair enough. i do want to play the old buck one of these days like when i run this thing i i have like some pretty epic things planned for that scene oh but uh i think i think folks just get so uh effed up by the why did i say effed up so fucked up by the by the ghoul that they're just like ready to take any bargain to get what the hell wait. out of dodge um, yes yeah, so oh, can I and um oh sorry you finished mm, your go thought, ahead Chris no no you you're good oh, I was go. gonna say because'm I'm,
3: I'm about to throw you under the bus a little bit oh yeah I'm ready <laughs> okay because that that is a change you made when you updated the scenario because I think Ginny mm. is just I think in my version, Jenny is she's a tough human, but she's just a human. She has a nasty melee attack and a spell that can give her extra armor. Oh
0: shit! I made her a ghoul. I think so. I think because okay,
3: I think it's probably a logically simpler answer too, because she's definitely supposed to be a cannibal in my version, and I think Mm. you kind of logically extended that to okay. Well, if she's immortal and she's a witch and she eats people. She's obviously a ghoul,
0: right? Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that's the third man on the bus. I just didn't remember doing that, but that sounds like something I'd do. <laughs>
3: right?
0: Thomas, were cool. there
1: any other changes or, or I guess, additions or adjustments that um, Chris said that you particularly enjoyed or, or didn't enjoy?
3: I really enjoyed everything with Zeke. Uh, I had forgotten you wrote out like oh, a set of Zeke broadcasts, and that, those were mm. all so good, especially like. I like the way you foreshadowed things, like the Yes. The water trap in the basement. I like the way you kinda delivered clues like with just holes in your teeth. Holes in your teeth.
5: <laughs> um, Legitimately unsettling as yeah.
3: Yeah, the way you delivered it was really good. I think my favorite absolute favorite part of it though was just like the scene in the bookstore where the Clerk finally gets the radio working and Zeke is interviewing Connor, Paris's Bond. That is perfection. <laughs> that is exactly what I wanted from that scene when I wrote down awesome. that that's what's happening on the radio.
4: Nice. Yes. Times. Yes. Glad to hear it. Bad times. Thomas, I got a question for you if, if mm-hmm. we still have time. I, I I'm curious, like, what. When you're, like, trying to figure out a scenario or even, like, a character or anything, your creative juice is flowing, like, what do you pull usually from uh, to build out your scenarios? Uh,
3: I am feel like I am not very creative in that I rarely kind of just make things up from whole cloth. I will grab a million different pieces my brain has latched onto and just mash them together until Mm -hmm. I've got something. ADHD
2: style, got it.
3: (laughs) Vaguely, something like that. I don't remember, like, to go back to, I think I mentioned the title before. So, Ferroliminal Resonance is a reference to this fictional device called the Ferroliminal Lycanthropizer, which is a machine that it emits, like, infrasound on a bunch of different frequencies. And the result is that it kind of affects your mind and puts you into this animalistic, uninhibited state. And so that was something I kind of latched on to when putting this one together, that that was kind of the old Buck's effect on people, was that he kind of made them, either he was able to put them into a sort of a similar state like that, or he felt it was okay to just kind of act on your id. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was not, that was kind of a theme that I don't know if I really got across very well, but that was an example of kind of a a power that I wanted him to have or just like his social effect. Yeah, it it definitely felt like a corruption, right? Yeah, that that was sort of that's Stockton's sort of deal. Is he like in The Call of Cthulhu, Lovecraft describes how at the end of the world, everyone is going to be dancing and killing and engaging in revelry. And Stockton is the guy who thinks that's great. That's what we should already be doing now (laughs) because man is just an animal. Yeah. (laughs) There's nothing really to this <laughs> civilization stuff. We should be doing that already.
4: And he's right. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> I'll
0: take. <laughs> ah, a little cultist action over there. I thought we were talking okay.
3: politics here. Come on, guys. <laughs> I will say in terms of like my scenario writing technique, I do think black mayonnaise I mentioned earlier is kind of a better example of that because it's just a lot of science writing that I had seen around and kind of pulled together. Awesome.
2: We'll definitely check it out documentary on Netflix about all the recent CRISPR developments that uh, I recently I saw have not seen and that I'm going
4: to have to check that out gosh i wish i could remember the name have we gotten to the point where we can be like that episode of batman beyond where the you can just do a shot and then you become like an elephant man or like get cool bat wings or something
0: we're not there yet but we're
2: close okay
4: just let me <laughs> i'm just let me know when that happens otherwise i don't care you know. That's
0: when he'll finally leave his house. Yeah. that'll get. Well, him we're
4: out. already yeah.
2: Marconi. We're already in a place where people are in their own garages, coming up with homebrew crisper stuff.
4: That's fine. It's that's fine. But weird. I'm not not gonna leave the house, like Chris said. <laughs> I'm not gonna leave my safe basement where all my cans are uh, until I can get some bat wings or something. You know.
0: Fair enough. Thomas, thank you for coming on, man. Lo- love this scenario, as I've mentioned. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us. Hope you had, had a good time. Yeah, thank you uh, so chat, much. Ch- chatting with us, too. Is there anything I else you want to plug on your way out?
3: Uh, I will drop two plugs on my way out the door. I used to be a co-host for The Green Box, a podcast about Delta Green and other role-playing games. I used to host it with some of the guys i met over at night at the opera uh, their names are jake cook kevin ham max nelson and will roy we did a 100 episodes and then it went on to sort of an indefinite hiatus but all the episodes are still up on the website and on soundcloud if you want to look us up they are at greenboxpod.com or soundcloud slash night at the opera and the second one is I want to give a shout out to Matthew M. Bartlett again. His website is wxxt.wordpress.com so you can sort of read about him and go to his store where you can buy a copy of his book Gateways to Abomination because it is surreal and violent and just very weird and it had a pretty big impact on me. I really enjoyed it
2: awesome i'll definitely check that out i went ahead and put those down
0: Thank thank you for that well before we completely jump out i just want to thank all of you folks for listening it's so so appreciated and the feedback on the scenarios we've been running as well as the jeff and relic sagas it's been way more positive and like Quality and quantity than we ever thought possible when starting this thing, since we're just basically some jerks trying not to die in, in every one of our episodes. So, yeah, thank you very much. Next week will be exciting for me and hopefully you because we'll be bringing some original content for the next scenario. That's going to be Operation Goodfellow. This is our first scenario that's sprung up out of prior gameplay and the narratives that we've been playing around with we've been building up to this one a bit so until next time be seeing you